much is this really the order <laughs> i mean sure come why on not? she's first every time if this is if this is her bit that's fine she can if you can have the first pick it's every random time. Uh-huh. every time okay it's i random. want i want i want the truth syrup right now yeah serum I literally Sir, type- syrup is what you put on pancakes. <laughs> Truth I got ball syrup. game and I got ballpark or ballpark and I got this one now. Truth syrup is like I don't know maple boysenberry. It could be truth syrup. You could put truth syrup, pour it all over your pancakes. Um, is that real? Yes, I literally type our names in different orders into this random list generator, and then I press randomize. Look, you give me the look. It. I want to. I, I believe her that it's real. I believe that you believe her. <laughs> Tell her, look in her eyes right now that you don't believe I her. don't believe you. I did this this morning. <laughs> There's a little hesitation I believe in that your... you picked yourself to pick first this morning. I believe you. <laughs> I randomized this list on the I random list organizer. I organi- don't <laughs> think generator. that's true. I think that's a lie. Okay. Well. Gosh dang it. Her, it's not a compelling <laughs> argument. Yeah, that wasn't yeah, compelling. Right. That's all I'm... I, what else can I say? It's what I did. I, sure. I went to random list organize. Anyway. I don't believe right, you. Right, we go. Emily's got number one. Uh, yeah. So... <laughs> My number one pick I'm in the third. draft. I'm third. Third is the worst. <laughs> it is the it's worst. It's the worst one of all of them. <laughs> number one pick in the draft is Snoop Dogg. Uh, there's Great nothing choice. else to put as the first pick. Yep. Okay, so, so, so those choice. who don't know, just give them one more time exactly what we're doing. Our stoner yep. celebrities, yes. top so stoner it's celebrities. 420. It's is the you know international day of celebration of marijuana, and therefore we're going to draft the most fa- or draft of famous stoners. So my first yeah. pick in the draft is. Snoop Dogg. I, I thought that he may be the number one overall pick. It's a great choice. Um, it's synonymous with him and his brand and everything else. Yep. Um, I think I, I got my guy, and, and I'm happy that he's still available because this has spanned f- closing in on 40-plus years of this that if even if you've never seen the movie, you know the reference to it. It was an iconic stoner character in a movie. I'm taking Jeff Spicoli with my number one pick. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to get this one off the board just because I fear Taylor because he is, um, you know, so into music. So let's get this one off. Bob Marley is my Wait. number one pick. Um, hold on. Uh, I'm going to keep that list. one. And uh, that was more strategic. Uh, taking Bob off the list right out the gate at number three. Good pick. Taylor. Okay. With my number one, I'm not going to pick a musician. I'm actually going to go with a comedian from Half Baked and a famous stoner himself, Dave Chappelle. Good one. All right, you got another one, Taylor. Two. Snake draft. Oh, that's how this works. Okay, so with my, with my second pick, I'm going to go with a musician um, from Florida, made himself popular out here in L.A., Tom Petty from Tom Petty and the okay. Heartbreakers. Well, All right, Tom Al. Petty, Slee, you're back up again. Okay, here's my question. Would you have taken Bob Marley with either of those picks? Um, No, I wouldn't have. So, it's just uh, a bad strategic <laughs> move. But you got, you got your guy. Yeah. You got your guy, so you right? Wanted anyway. Yeah, Chappelle, I'm not going to take that from you. The Slee. second Chappelle would have been Chappelle would have been number one, number one of them all, well, and Bob Marley would have been second. But I thought he was going to take Bob Marley, so I went Chappelle. He <laughs> takes Chappelle right out the gate. Okay, then <laughs> I got to go. Comedian he's ever seen. I got to go. <laughs> this is true. Right. I got to go with um, this one. Takes me back to college. It takes me in a certain state of mind. It's one of the greatest. Stoner movies, in my opinion, uh, I, I don't know if everybody um, looks at it as a stoner movie, but The Big Lebowski and The Dude. Yeah. The Dude is my it's number two a pick. Movie, for yep. sure. Yeah, number for two sure. pick. Good pick. 
it's he's a, in the bowling pin while it's, <laughs> it's or he's in the bowling the ball, ball while yeah. it's spinning. <laughs> it's it's good. Um, I thought honestly that this wouldn't be off the board. Especially, I thought it would be off the board when Chris put it in the imaging a couple of times, <laughs> but that it's still sitting there. Now I have to take it because I knew he was going to get picked at some. I'm thrilled that I got him on the the, the turnaround. I'm taking Mace. Yeah. Right. That, I, that for our community, I mean, maybe it's not Jeff Spicoli and Bob Marley and Snoop famous, but in the seven ten community, he's our Spicoli. I'm taking Steve Mason. Of course, of course. Okay, so he's also been featured today, and uh, one of the songs that Taylor played coming in. I'm gonna go Willie Nelson. You know, great Can't, choice. Again, when I think of uh, stoners, first things coming to mind is Snoop Dogg and Willie Nelson. So got that with great my choice. second pick. And my third pick to round out my draft is going to be uh, Cody Bellinger, our, our fave former Dodger good uh, impression of Slee. So Cody Bellinger is my third pick. So I need to. So I have my my musician, right, or my actor. I'm sorry, I got my actor. I've got my uh, seven ten personality. Mm-hmm. I've got two bases covered. I need to dip my toe back into the sports world a little bit. I'm going to dip my toe into the Laker world a little bit. I'm going to take Phil Jackson as my mm. third guy. That, that Phil Jackson's just kind of out there, kind of on his own program and doing his own thing. That Phil likes to see the world through a specific lens. I think we all can can agree on that. So I will take Phil Jackson with my third and final pick. You have three good picks. Thank you. Uh, I, w- I would pick yours as maybe the winner. But we haven't finished yet. So, Al? All right. Um, I mean, it's in the name. It's one of the most classic movies out there. Uh, Friday, Chris Tucker, Smokey is my number three pick in uh, my draft. So I'm going to go, it's Bob Marley, it's uh, the dude from Big Lebowski, and it's Chris Tucker from Friday. All right, Taylor, round us out. Okay, my final pick, I did a musician, did an actor, and I'm going to choose an athlete, my favorite football player of all time, Randy Moss. Great one. I thought when you started to say, I thought maybe Ricky Williams was coming off the board. I 100% thought Ricky Williams. I thought Ricky. He was up there too. Ricky Williams was on my list. We could have gone Mike Tyson. Now we're doing all his weed brown. Seth Rogen's on my list. So here's the other one. I almost went Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Yeah, Shaggy, yeah. Shaggy, Shaggy felt like a really good pick, too. Yeah, That's, for sure. That, that one did Sha- uh, Shaggy and Scooby were probably both stoners. Cheech and or Chong did not get <laughs> yeah. picked. Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson both not picked. Yeah. By the way, people wanted Ted again. Ted? <laughs> yeah, from... from uh, the movie Ted, you know yeah. the, 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 the bear. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that. They wanted. Remember, they wanted that last Ted time too, and they got. Come on. Yeah, they yelled at us last time. Yeah. No, Stupid bear. Ted was, is still off my list. I was not list. here that day, but I did hear the uh, complaints. They were. They were so all now over I was place. getting. I think that's when I was in the blizzard in Oregon when when, when that took place. <laughs> it was because yeah. the notification. Was here. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So when does that go up, Em? Uh, you know, as soon as uh, DeAndre can get it done. <laughs> I think I got a chance to win. I think I think I got a pretty good chance at that one. Um, we spent a lot of time talking about the Lakers, rightfully so. They're in a dogfight now against the Grizz. Game coming up on Saturday. And then after that, Slee, it's every other day through the end of the series. So that that's not really working in the Lakers' favor, I yeah. don't think. Um, the Clippers and the Suns have been on an every day, every other day path. They go again tonight. You and I both think that the Suns are going to win that series. Does the winner of tonight's game win that series? If the Clippers can win tonight and take a two-to-one yeah. lead, do they win that series? So I, I don't think – I think tonight is a – if Clippers just go back to Phoenix and it's tied two apiece, you're still feeling great. You know, I don't think if you're the Clippers you have to win these first I, – I don't think you have to win your two home games. I don't. I think they've already shown 
they can win on the road in Phoenix, even in the game that they lost to the Suns, it's a four-point game in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. It's not like the Clippers are getting blown out in these games. So if there's, yes. if there's one thing, at least for me, that I'm noticing, it's that matchup is not as lopsided as you thought. That some not. of the depth that the Clippers have actually comes to an and advantage the to them. Have none. No depth at all. Kawhi has been the best player in the series so far. Yep. So I don't think tonight is the determining factor. By the way, you know you're talking about how about they played they're going to play again on Saturday yep. before the Lakers. They're going to be four games in before the Lakers even get their third game in. So they're rapid fire in that series. Uh, but just to play off what you just said, I don't think tonight's game, whoever wins it, I think it's a – I've seen enough in these first two games to think there's a good chance this is going to be 2-2 going back to Phoenix. That, that's why I think tonight is so important, right? That be, because I, I agree with the premise. I agree that this felt coming into the series that Phoenix was the better team comfortably. That Devin Booker and Chris Paul and Kevin Durant and to a lesser degree DeAndre Jordan were just going to be way too much for Kawhi Leonard to overcome. It's not. It's just, it's not. Kawhi has been terrific. Russell Westbrook has been kind of a mixed bag, but he's been impactful in the series. And then you're just getting some performances from whether it's Terrence Mann or Powell or Zubats or Plumlee's been really good for the Clippers in this series as well. And the Suns have zero depth, none. So it took a huge game from Booker, a pretty good game for Durant to leave Phoenix one and one. So I, I think that if the Clips can get another one tonight, and now they got 2-1. Oh, you're now, saying the pressure the, now that's falling on the Phoenix all Suns. All of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that the the whole we don't have enough guys past our guys is a real problem. Kevin Durant is still relatively new there. Even though, And again, they've lost exactly one game with Kevin Durant on their team, and it was close. But I really do think that if the Clippers win tonight, they go from they have a chance to win the series to they have a very good chance mm-hmm. to win the series. All right, so you said something about game two. It's It's a... Look what happened had to happen for Phoenix to gut out a win at home, already down one nothing. Devin Booker gave you thirty eight. Mm-hmm. KD gave you twenty five. Tory Craig hit five threes. Chris Paul still had sixteen and whatever he did. That it wasn't one of those where, hey, they won by twenty five and thirty. They just needed all right. We we need a little bit of a wake up call. They had a lot of guys that had to come through, that had to hit big shots. Had to play well. Had to play well. And they still, like I said, they kind of, I don't want to say escape because they didn't. They won by 8, 10, whatever it was. But that wasn't a comfortable game, no, especially was, when you're down 1-0 and you're the Phoenix Suns, everyone's picked to come out of the West. It's a game with two minutes to go. It's it's a game, right? And and, and that's what it was. I, it, It's interesting to watch. Kevin Durant, as somebody who's never had Kevin Durant on my team, right? Kevin Durant's really scary when he's on the court against your team. Like, you're terrified that he's going to go on one of those heaters where you just can't stop him, right? Devin Booker's not quite Durant, but he's really scary when you're white because Devin Booker can score 15 points in in a minute and a half. You're like, what the hell just happened? They're one of those guys. Chris Paul's not scary anymore. And and it's just, and not that he was going to score on you like that, but there were, when when Chris Paul was with the Clippers, when Chris Paul was with the the Houston Rockets, there was this Chris Paul could get the game in the palm of his hand and really just kind of dictate how this game was going to go. He was going to get guys really good looks. He was going to get shots. He was going to make shots. He was physical. I don't get the sense that Chris Paul is scaring anybody anymore. He's still an impactful player, 
but that it's not that four-headed monster the Phoenix has. It's those two guys. It's it's two on one. It's not four on one. It's, it's two on one. So what I think what probably turned most people, at least for me, what I thought was going to make Phoenix so dangerous, is that Chris Paul doesn't need to be the guy, and and that Good, you're not going to be exactly. Yeah. So I think the fact that the way I was putting it, I'm like, okay, well. For what Aiton still can do, his age, his size, and the fact that he can play some defense, that, that makes Chris Paul the fourth best player on that team. That's what I thought made him so dangerous is because he's the fourth best player on that team. What they don't have is they don't have this incredible depth that we talked about. And it's interesting tonight because if the Clippers can – the Clippers have played good basketball for two straight games. Um, if they could find a way, like you just said, they're up 2-1 to one by the time tonight's over – there is some real pressure on the Phoenix Suns. That, By the way, even if... And when was the last time Chris Paul dealt really well with pressure? Mm-hmm. When was the last time that happened? Not very often. Well, you can you can say that, too, about KD, because KD in Brooklyn... Now, I know it wasn't a perfect situation, but yeah, the real pressure right. KD has been in was when Steph was there, Clay was there, Draymond was there, Steve Kerr was there, Andre Godala was there. It's not like he's known for, hey, I, I, I'm on an island, I do this on my own. No. That's not what he does, and that's almost exactly what Kawhi does. And Kawhi, pressure, I don't think pressure bothers Kawhi all that much. I think he's probably just fine. I don't even know if he's, like, wired like that. He's a cyborg. He's going to go out there and do it. it, It's funny. So it was late in the game that they were playing the other night, and it was, you know, close and intense, and uh, everybody on the foul line was, there was a, a free throw, and all the guys waiting for the first free throw had their hands on their knees, and they were kind of bent over, and they're breathing hard, and they're all kind of looking at each other like, man, this has been a, a hard Dog 45, yep. 46 yep. minutes. And then Kawhi's just standing there like, nothing. Uh, just completely okay, just completely <laughs> expressionless. Yep. Like, I'm not even, he's breathing no, he's, hard. But he, no, he's standing there like he's ordering at Starbucks. Was, he's got his hands in his pocket. He's like, I'm going to do. Uh, no, that would be, no. That that implies I'm thinking about something that's out there. This is just completely, and I don't mean this in a negative way. I mean this in a super positive way. Just, just look, give me the ball back, and I'll go back over there and do this thing. In the He's zone. Just that's it. Just completely in the moment. Yeah. There's just yep. All right. Well, we're we're gonna wait until he shoots. We're done shooting. Okay. Let's go back, and I'm gonna go get another bucket. He's terrifying. He, he, when he's going like this, it's super fun to watch. All right, little Kings and Warriors as well. Plus, how in the world are the Lakers going to find a way to stop Xavier Tillman on Saturday? There's a question I never thought I'd ask. It's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Taylor, how you feeling? What's going on over there? Give us your thoughts here. I'm still confused by Emily's factor cap, to be honest with you. <laughs> it's awesome. I thought we were going to go Warriors-Kings. He's like, no, she's still confused about the factor cap questions. That's a lot to think about. How many holes does Two this holes. straw have, that one? Or the failure one. Those are good questions. Those, those <laughs> if are good. you try to fail but end up succeeding, you actually succeeded. Those are mind-blowing questions. It's like, I, I, I don't have an answer. Tell you nervous over there? Are you in the driver's seat? I mean, what's... I think it's going to be a long, drawn-out series, guys, honestly. I think it's going to go to seven, and uh, it's going to come down can, to winning at home. Can I ask you to take a little truth syrup? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> because the, I, I hear what you're saying. You you couldn't be in a better spot. And, and, and that Draymond is not playing. Yeah. And that you, you've – look, the games have been close. It's not like they've run the Warriors off the court. But they – the Kings look like the better team in this series that they have, and you've you held serve. You just got to find a way to win one of these games somewhere in San Francisco. You're in a are you are you slow playing this a little bit? Do you actually feel pretty good about it because you're in a great spot? I like your strategy. Is it a strategy or do you it's believe not a strategy? It? No, no I, there's basketball gods. The whole I get it. Yeah, you I can't you can't be uh, shaming the basketball gods, but I, I really think it's going to be a long drawn out series where the kings come out on top they're going to win the series but it's just gonna it's not going to come in a sweep come on now well they did what they're supposed to do they won at home right here here are the numbers and this is why we've been talking about the lakers the way that we have um so far today the lakers did not blow their chance to win the series but what the lakers did do is they blew their chance to put this thing very close to out of reach yeah when the NBA team that loses the first two games at home in a seven-game series falls down 0-2, they win the series 18% of the time. Okay? So the Lakers took an opportunity where they could have won last night yep. to been in a 82% chance of winning the series. That's really good odds. 82% comes in a lot. Yep. And now you're in a series where... It's basically 50-50, right? The Lakers have theoretically have home court advantage back, but the Lakers don't have, like at least as their record indicates, this huge advantage when they play at home. For There's a, some extenuating circumstances, but you would have had both hands on it with a win last night, and they came out. It's not just that they lost Lee. That Look, Memphis was desperate. I get all those things. The Lakers were clearly not desperate. They looked like they were playing with house money from the opening part of the game, and they just weren't. They needed that game last night a lot. That, that's what was most disappointing to me is you don't get too many of these. You don't get too many opportunities where something like this falls in your hands where another team just has some bad luck. That, listen, it's not that Memphis is not good. They've just had bad luck. It, to, to start the postseason, you already know, before the postseason started, the announcement came on Steven Adams. Brandon Clark, we already knew what the situation was. John Morant is not playing in game two. You're already up one game to nothing. And the quotes that you come post game. Darvin Ham says, we came out lethargic in the first quarter. D'Angelo Russell says, first quarter, they got the best of us. Austin Reeves, they came out and punched us in the mouth first, and we didn't respond well. My issue, Trav, is it's not that the Memphis Grizzlies came out of this game 
and they just outplayed the Lakers because shots, execution, this, like everything was just there. No, they just said, guys, our season's on the line. And if you're not going to act like this, the series is on the line, we're going to act like it. We're just going to out-hustle you, out-play you for the first 12, 24 minutes. And we have a 15-point cushion the rest of the way, which is what they had. And, and that's why I give blame to Darvin Ham for having the team come out of the gate like that. I give blame to LeBron James for the team coming out of the gate like that. And I give blame to Anthony Davis just because he's one of the best players on the team for having a night like that. This was a moment where the coach needs to imprint on your team. Guys, I know we came here to get a split, but that's not what we're leaving with. This is the this might be the best opportunity for us to win another game in Memphis and they're to think that the Lakers are going to win all their home games, maybe may, probably not, right? It's these are these are good teams. We're going to have to win another game here. This is our best chance. There's no Morant. There's none of these things. They're going to be gettable tonight and that they come out and slow play it. That's that that that's a problem. That that message was not sent clearly enough because you could see it on the performance. LeBron James has been in the finals ten mm. times. He knows what it takes to win series. He's been around a long time, and his team came out. He's the best player on the team. He's the leader of the team. He's the best player of a generation. He's partially responsible when a team comes out and lacks energy, lacks lacks that desperation that we're talking about. And then Anthony Davis was just bad. Mm -hmm. He was just that, that he picked a really bad time to have a clunker of a game. I want to play this for you with Tim Legler because Tim Legler went at him. And Anthony Davis really is the guy that's going to have to own this, and he should be embarrassed by the way that he played. I think he was guarded. The stats I was given, 55 possessions by Xavier Tillman and Jaron Jackson Jr. and scored four points. I mean, Anthony Davis ha did not look like a guy that was in the mindset that he wanted to do damage to this front line. Okay, so Legler used the word he should be embarrassed about the way that he played. I think that's part of the problem. I don't think that he is, or it wouldn't happen as frequently as it does. Anthony Davis is a great player, or a, a frequently great player, but great players don't have that game as frequently as he does. And if, look, when Kobe would have a game like that, when Shaq or Drew, you knew that it was going to be a really long time before you saw another one of those. And it was embarrassing to them. They did take that very, very personally. And I don't know if the same could be said for Anthony Davis just because of the frequency in which it happens, that he gives you that way more frequently than any great player should. Then, then isn't it our fault? Isn't it our fault then for thinking that he's just going to every game is going to be it's not every game i don't need it every game i can't get it 75 percent of the time that's so, the but that's the problem but the problem is is he continues to tell us that it's not going to be there every game and it's probably not even going to be there at best it's going to be there 75 percent of the time if he goes three or four games where you say damn look at this dude wow that was yeah that but was if they need pretty those, damn impressive if they need those four to win a series then he can't have one mm -hmm. you're gonna have to find it more than that and it's just you, he, I understand your point out that what, our expectations for him are maybe higher than they should well, be. Well, it's because based on he gives us record. expectations to think that it should be that high, right? That that sometimes you jump into games or you jump into series when when the Lakers won the championship in the bubble. More times than not, Anthony Davis you was know, amazing. He was ask, incredible. I'm going to ask John this during cross. Took four free throws yesterday. He's taken six in the series, six in two games, and he's. He's the biggest guy on the court playing in a position where there's be a lot of contact if you're aggressive. Because I, I'm, maybe you know the answer to this, Lee. I'm drawing a blank. Has there ever been another player that you can remember 
who is frequently not just the best player on the court, but okay. arguably one of the best players in the league, who is also frequently completely without impact. There are other guys that can – D'Angelo Russell can have a great night. He can drop 40 on you, mm-hmm. but no one's confusing D'Angelo Russell with one of the great players in the league, right? There are guys that could get super hot and get points, but they're not confused with one of the best players in the league. Anthony Davis is often talked about as one of the best players in the league, and yet we have this conversation a few times a month. I don't know if I've ever seen that before. I'm trying to think of the players in the league right now. That's You don't want to put him in this category because he's not, but Kyrie can drop you 40, and Kyrie can also give you 22 quietly. But it's not. But it's not a good. Considered the best player or on the short list of best players in the league. No, I I would say that you have like your great, your ten, and I'm assuming Kyrie's on the outside looking in in that list. Paul George is on the outside looking in on that list, right? That there's all the guys that you would say that are on that list. It's the ones that we all know, right? That there's it. You know exactly what you're going to get night in, night out, especially the big men. Longer than just the modern guys right now. I'm Mm -hmm. trying to go back like 10, 15, 20 years of just guys that on any given night, or or even not even given any given season. You're like, listen, this guy's really close. We go back to after they won the championship, and ESPN does their power rankings for players. He was the second best player in the league according to that list. He's frequently been in the top ten. He's frequently been in the top five, and then there's last night where he's getting stuffed by guys that he's seven inches taller than he's getting stuffed by small he's getting knocked around by smaller Mm -hmm. guys he's not being aggressive near the basket he's not taking shots he's not demanding the ball I don't know if I've seen that mix of ceiling and floor like there there, there's just such a wide I don't know if I have an example it's a good question I don't know if I have an example because all the other guys that we talk about that even if you're looking at big you're looking at like Tim Duncan and you're looking at other guys, Patrick Ewing, Hakeem Olajuwon. I mean, I don't know if these are good examples or not. I don't know if you have that. Yeah, I'm not sure what he's going to give. You know what's probably going to happen on Saturday? He's going to have a big night. Probably he usually what's going to happen on Saturday. He usually the, the mm-hmm. night after the clunker. He usually is pretty good. Yeah, the, or the game after the clunker. He's usually pretty good. Now they're getting in. They got a couple nights. Play on Saturday, and they play on Monday, and they play on Wednesday, depending on how many games this thing goes. But it's now going to go. Yeah. Now you're into that every other day thing. That's not beneficial for the lakers rest is beneficial for the lakers time to regroup time to scout time to do all of these things get into some close games oh boy. Let's, just, let's just win on saturday comfortably let's make sure you move on to the next one let's make sure that you use that rest Getting emotional over here. i know you're i'm an emotional mess you start blowing dandelions over there to get your uh, allergies going or something I don't know what just happened. I got questions about your trip, too. I'm yeah. going I'm, I'm to follow up when we come back. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this, too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. So at about 10 o'clock this morning, you were kind of toying with the idea of, should I just jump on a plane, fly to Phoenix, see Tatis's return to the Padres against the Diamondbacks, jump on a flight after the game, fly back to L.A., and do the show in the morning? You've booked the flights. Yeah. Yes. Did you buy your tickets yet? 
No, so we, we had a listener who's Eric Gonzalez was nice enough to reach out to M and say, hey, I got some people that work at the Diamondbacks, so if you kind of want some information on a ticket, I sent my email out to them, so Eric, shout out to him for helping out. So I'm just waiting for a, uh, an email back, and then I'll coordinate the tickets. I wanted you to pull the trigger on that one seat you showed me. That was It looked just so... I'll turn this computer. You know, when you go and you look at your seats online, they can give you like a virtual shot or even a real shot of what mm-hmm. you will look. It looks like you were sitting in the dugout. You were directly pretty close. I was only concerned about if I'm on the D back side, but yeah. I think I figured out that part. This place you were, price, you can actually pay play for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yeah, they're not bad, Em. No, they're not. They're not bad. They're off to a good start. They got some guys. They got Corbin Carroll. He's pretty good. They got Team USA uh, World Baseball Classic Championship starting pitcher Merrill Kelly on their team, who's actually not been great for them so far. The rest of the team's been pretty good. Dodgers off to slow. Padres off to slow. Got a little issue going on here with this ticket. What's up? So I'm supposed to leave at 335. I got a text saying, now departs 422. You're all right. Then I got another text. Uh Uh-oh. Now departs at 4.52. Look for another flight. See if you can get out of Burbank. Uh, checked Burbank. Burbank, nothing was direct at the times that I needed. From Burbank to Phoenix? Or was it, was it, or it was way too expensive. Stop? Or it was way too expensive, <laughs> one of the two. Okay. My girl looked into it. So. Okay. Yeah, Burbank to Phoenix through Reno? Don't give me a 4.20. <laughs> if I go 4.52, now I'm not getting into... You'll get there at 6. 6.05. Yeah. 6.10. But the, the good news is the ballpark is literally right there. First pitch. Now, they, they, they could cut into your pizza time. There's no pizza time if that yeah, happens. Yeah, that, that's a shame. Go after. Okay, we got to What time does your flight leave? 10.45. So you got to be at the airport 9.50-ish, 10 o'clock maybe. You might be able to get a little post-game slice. All right, I'm going to see this. Now, guys, we're on a tight schedule here. I can't keep losing a half hour here. What about – The good thing was I got I get there early where I don't have to worry about first pitch. I could just kind of take my Long time. Long Beach, John Wayne. Keep looking. See if you can get it switched somewhere else. All right, I'll look. I'll even drive you to John Wayne and drop you off. Wow. Right? You hop in the car with me. We'll go down there. I'll drop you off. you have to Uber it back. It might be a little pricey, but see what All you right, can do. There's lots. Yeah. Ontario. It's a little out of your way. I know. Yeah. That's out there. San Diego, Phoenix, drive. <laughs> get, in your, get in your car and Might be better off. Um, we had talked a little bit about the Dodgers earlier. Mm-hmm. I, I got to say, I, I my level of concern on where they are right now is pretty low because I think they're going to change some things. I think that they're going to address the bullpen. I think they'll get some different guys. I think that they'll figure out the shortstop position. I think they'll figure out maybe an, an outfield rotation that makes a little more sense. The part that I don't have a super great feeling about okay. is Miguel Vargas. He, I know he had the wrist thing that he was he wasn't swinging the bat in spring training, but this is a guy that has hit his entire life and hit at a high level in the minor leagues and everything else. And it's not just that he's not hitting in the big leagues; it looks like he's a little overmatched. Mm. It looks like the velocity of major league pitchers, the action, the 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 spin on major league pitches is giving. And by the way. This happens a lot. You see guys that crush minor league pitching, crush AAA pitching, and they get to the big leagues, and that little something extra just isn't there, and and, and or, or is there for the pitchers, and he can't quite handle it. That's what it's looked like so far. It's it's twenty games. It's not the end of the world, but it's something to watch. If you are a Dodger fan, you know what I'm talking about. He looks like he's overmatched in that batter's box frequently. Well, I, I got to imagine too. Um... 
there's a mental game, such a big mental game that comes with this as well. And if he's starting to think like as he's coming to any at-bat that he's overmatched or that he does not have a chance, every pitcher is going to obviously sense that. If his confidence at the plate is only going down, not going up, especially as a youngster, that's not going to help him. So I wonder how much of that starts getting into his head too, where we're spending time. Not? We're spending time right now talking about him. That it's not just hey, I could stay under the radar. You kind of can't stay under the radar. You're playing for the Dodgers. You're playing for an organization where everybody's looking at the young kids and saying, hey, could this be the next player that we bring yep. up to contribute? You, so you, there's good news, bad news. Which one do you want first? Uh, good news. The good news is this is not dissimilar to what happened to Gavin Lux when he first came up. Mm. The Gavin Lux, I think, not only was the Dodger minor league player of the year, I believe he was the minor league player of the year, the best player in the minor leagues, the guy that was looked at as, okay, he's the, the best bet to be a sure thing in the big leagues. He came up and he struggled, and, and he looked like he was completely overwhelmed, and obviously he figured it out. Gavin Lux is a good major league hitter. So there are examples of this coming around. The downside of this is, and this is something that you'll hear guys talk about occasionally, guys like Vargas who have been so successful through the minor leagues, right? This is there, There's a very good chance that this is the first time that Miguel Vargas has ever gotten into a batter's box and not thought, hey, I'm going to get a hit. Mm. That I crush my A-ball pitching. I crush double-A, triple-A. The, all through your minor league career, all through, you know, for high school career, you just – I get hits. It's what I do. I've never slumped. I've never struggled. And then all of a sudden you get to the big leagues, like you don't know how to fix it. You don't know how to deal with the failure where these guys that aren't high, high level prospects, there is a little bit of up and down, even in the minor leagues, in college baseball and high school baseball. And so you realize that when you hit 100 for three weeks, it doesn't mean you're a 100 hitter. It means you're having a bad couple of weeks. Mm. He's never really, he's been that good. This is the first time he's really struggled with it. And if you've never had to fix it, you don't know how to fix it. The problem is, too, for the Dodgers is when each one of these games you're trying to figure out, all right, he can't hide behind. Will Smith isn't there at the moment, right? Gavin Lux is injured. Um, uh, Freddie and Mookie have had some moments, but it's not like they've been. They'll get to where Freddie and, and Mookie is. Uh, Chris Taylor in and out of the lineup and been ineffective. Um, you have a lot of. There's weight on each one of these players right now to deliver. It's not like the Dodgers got off to a fast start and you're not that worried about one player. It's everything is kind of magnified. Everything is kind of gets raised. Um, um, the amplified, amplified. Everything get, everything goes up simply because you're also a team that's so accustomed to winning you and you win. haven't started. And, and when you're not winning, you start looking around. Well, wait, when Cody Bellinger can hit a buck sixty batting eighth when the other eight guys in the lineup have all been to the all-star game three times <laughs> it's fine we're still winning these games eight to four every night it's not a big deal when you're winning every other night and you're only winning half your games and after max muncie everybody's looking around like uh-oh we, how long until uh mookie comes back up again that's a whole new thing that you need hits out of rojas out of vargas out of peralta out of out of all of these guys that you've got Mookie, you've got Freddie, you've got JD who's swinging the bat pretty well, and you got Muncie who seems like coming around. After that, it's like, okay, mm. let, let's go. Will Smith's out of the lineup. More and more pressure on guys that are hitting under 200 or around 200. Before, yeah, Muncie's hitting 160. Yes, yeah, so what? We won 7-4, to four, right? Yeah, Cody Bellinger's down at 160. Struck out three times last night. So what? We won 8-5. We, we won eight to, eight to oh, five. Yeah. Oh, Doesn't yeah. matter. We're still winning. They're not winning. 
and it gets harder and harder and harder. And I don't like that Tatis is back, and I don't like that you're going to see him. Still figuring it out right now. <laughs> that just that delay's killing me. Is it the Tatis thing that you want to see, or is it just that this I is think an the opportunity whole thing, to go? Yeah, I, I think the whole thing. I think the Tatis thing has something to do with it, and the fact that I could kind of make it happen, right? Like scheduling wise, I think it's kind of cool to go on one of these quick ones and come back. I've never really done that for a sporting event, yeah. so I think a little bit of everything. I'm curious what the reaction to him will be from his teammates. They're going to say all the right things, but I, I wonder what it's like with – first of all, they kind of need him right now because they're not scoring runs. Yeah. But they had a lot of success without him. Sure. They, and he let them down. Like he, what he did, the motorcycle injury, the ringworm infection, the, the, <sighs> these, were, these were 100% preventable. These were self-inflicted wounds, selfish kind of acts if we're being honest about yeah, it. Yeah, they are. He come back in, everybody's happy to see him? Or is it, all right, dude, earn your spot back with us? Here's the beauty. They had success without him. And uh, listen, the Padres have not, just speaking from a Padre perspective, they, they've been very underwhelming so far this year. It's early, but they've been underwhelming. They have, and they can't score. So he's in a spot where it looks like they need him. So it's not like it was last year where everything was just kind of buzzing. You, see you know what I mean? ESPN right now. That's Malika Andrews and Kurt Sandoval. Oh, the, look at Kurt Sandoval. That's the guy that said, I look like I'm 62. <laughs> that guy, and that got him put on ESPN. That's, everybody should call me old. You get bumped up to uh, ESPN. <laughs> it's a pretty good gig. Not a bad way to do it. The dump. It's, yeah, there's news from so Woj. So there's news from uh, Om Young Masuk. Uh, Woj just tweeted this out. said, Kawhi Leonard has been ruled out for tonight with a right knee sprain, according to Source. Oh, my gosh. Wow. All right, let's do this. Let, let, let's come back. Let's talk about that. We'll put that uh, at the top of the leavings because the that Suns came out just of nowhere. They, they, okay, that that changes everything. That's coming up next. Wow. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. All right, so uh, breaking news right now: Kawhi Leonard has been ruled out of tonight's game with a right knee sprain, according to a source. I'm looking at. Uh, ESPN right now, they're reporting it. Kawhi Leonard out, sprained right knee. And Al, you said we were, we were chatting about it during the break. I didn't even know it was bothering him. No, no idea. No, there was not this, you know, Kawhi's been dealing with a knee, this, that, and the other thing. That Kawhi sometimes just doesn't play, load managed, however you want to characterize it. But just, just kind of out of left field, all of a sudden, he's not playing in a playoff game. We, we were talking about it, what, half an hour or so ago? That the Clippers were much closer to the Suns because of the way the Kawhi was playing than I yeah. think we originally thought. But without him, this thing is all but done. Yeah, that, that's. Uh, I, I go back to this. Nothing happened. You know, how sometimes you say, "All right, did something happen in Game Two? Here it is. Mm -hmm. So Woj just tweeted as well. Uh, Leonard aggravated his knee in Game One, played through it in Game Two, and is expected to be day to day to day ahead of Game Four on Saturday. Sources tell ESPN the injury is not related to his previous ACL injury. Um, he looked pretty darn good in games one and two. He certainly was the best player on the court in both of those games. It's, it's just, I mean, Ireland's just jumping in with us right now too. That this changes everything for that series. It gives the Suns almost a buy into the second round. Well, and, and let's let's play this out. If you're Steve Ballmer, the richest owner in the league, he has more money. To put this in perspective, Steve Ballmer has more money than the other 29 owners combined. All right, so <laughs> oh that's that's gosh. how much money Steve Ballmer has. You can take. Mark Cuban's money and Mickey Harrison's money and Jeannie Buss's money and add it all up, you won't get to Bomber. So he's got unlimited resources. Do you if if the Suns knock him out four one? Do you come back with this group again? 
That's what Emily and I were talking about this morning. I, I think that there's a little bit... Because Kawhi is, when he's good, for sure, he's great. There's this thing of, well, he hasn't been healthy, or Paul George hasn't been healthy. And you talk yourself into these things. The fact of the matter is, they've been together four years. They've accomplished not much together. Yeah, they got to the conference finals once. And Kawhi wasn't even there for yep. that one, right? Yeah. He got hurt in the, the it's s- a re- first round. It's a really hard decision. And, you know, they, they I never thought they would fire Doc, and they did, because they thought, you know, this the clock's ticking. we got to get you this going. You mentioned the money. Is it just a matter of you have to eat that money? Is is that why you brought that up? Or is it would it be easy to – I'm assuming somebody would want him. Oh, yeah. He'd be very he, – uh, He's put, a certain type of guy, You put Kawhi on the open market, and a lot of teams I, would I, I'm go not for saying it. that there wouldn't be – it wouldn't be a Lamar Jackson situation where there's crickets from the right. rest of the league. But he is – you know, he's – He's a very specific type of personality. He he's hard to figure out what's going on. Like oh, the this, thing it's about, caught everybody by surprise. Yeah, I think speaks to that. Think about this, guys. I actually texted this the other night when we were all in Memphis, and I was watching Kawhi put the Clippers up double digits early over Durant. Yeah. If Kawhi would have played this whole series, and maybe he still could come back and play most of it, and he knocks the Suns out, doesn't he pass Durant? As an all-time NBA great, they would each have two finals MVPs. They would each have two championships. Kawhi did it in two different cities, which is harder. And he would have knocked him out without his wingman when when Durant had a better team, hmm. home court advantage. It's a compelling and everything argument. Everything set up. But now this is this is why Kawhi comes with a warning label because you just never know. Like I, I always, as a as a Laker fan, I always get frustrated when people kill AD. Kawhi's way worse in terms of availability. Not even close, actually. And and they're equal in talent, but now you don't have Kawhi for a playoff. I, I don't want to jump too far ahead because yeah. I, I want to have that conversation with you as well. I think the difference between – the reason that, that AD gets criticized in a different way than Kawhi does – is it's not the unavailable portion; it's the available bad portion that you get with AD that it doesn't seem you get as much with Kawhi. Maybe, maybe. But I've got an argument. When you want to talk about I, that, I let do. me know. Yeah, you heard what I said yeah. earlier. Yeah, yeah, I did. The, the gap between the ceiling and the You'll floor. You'll be shocked to learn, Trav. I disagree with you again. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Not the first time. It won't be well, the last one, time. One more thing on the Kawhi thing, as far as what the Clippers do, I, I almost feel like you just have to say, "Well, we'll just have to try it again next year." And and I, I get it for a fifth year. Yeah, and, you know the old saying, right? Insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different those result. Who, so I was a history major in college, yeah. and and when you go to talk to the history professors, they would say the reason history is important is those who don't remember history are doomed to repeat it. Right. So here's the problem. Okay, then are they going to trade Kawhi Leonard because they don't have faith that he can stay healthy for uh, a regular season? I think he's only got one more one more year left on his contract. And you're asking the right question, but my feeling is, I know that this doesn't work. Right? That 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 the jump off is. Does it not work, or is it? They just can't be healthy at that. Regardless of why it's not working, is irrelevant to me. That doesn't matter why it's not working. It's not working. Both of these guys have proven that they miss a ton of time. You really want to do it. Now, what happens next is different. But if you make the decision, I'm not running this back a fifth time when the first four times were not what I'm looking for. They spent a fortune in in capital to put this team together. They got one conference finals appearance. By the way, highest payroll in the NBA. Yeah, it, it just it doesn't a feel... A 3-1 meltdown. And it doesn't feel like they're 
close. They're good. If Paul George and Kawhi were here, maybe we're talking differently. But it doesn't feel like, hey, look, they just need to get this thing going. They're one of four or five but teams. But I'll tell you what, shot. I didn't think the Clippers had a chance to beat them in game one in Phoenix, and they did. And so they, played, maybe they, and they didn't it. play awful in game two. Yeah, well, maybe, played, they, maybe they pull a rabbit out of the hat tonight. You'll see. It is crazy. Your blue check marks, Lee, were gone off of Twitter. I th- wait a minute. I thought all of ours were kept. Most blue check marks check, are now check gone all, but I on think Twitter. Carlos Saisu found yeah, a way. We found a back door. Well, to, Alan, to, yours is gone. I just looked up Alan's. Is, look gone. at mine, Em. Is mine gone? Let me look it up right now. Well, you have to accept. Mine's gone. You have um, to accept something. Carlo had sent us. Twitter sends you an actual email for your verified through the organization. I just need to remember my password. I thought John's yours is still there. Yeah, I, I did verify it. I need yeah. to remember so my password. So all you guys got to do is ver- <laughs> you know, what, you know, do. You know what, Slee? I don't know mine either. Because I've got issue. it all logged on, and I, I, if you like, if I, if they log me off, I'm gonna have to change it. So I literally just bang on the keys for a password, copy it, put it in the retype password. Yeah. And every time I need to relog in, I just have them send me the, the reboot because I can never remember that. Right. I'm and the same not, way. And you're not supposed to have the same one for different things, right? Right. Because that's how you get, your you get bank yeah. Travis <laughs> Rogers and your birthday. Yeah. Right. That's how you. Right. It's. It's, Cop, it's copy. It's not zero one. one two three four five. <laughs> that, space balls? Is that, are you a space balls guy, space Ireland? Balls. No, I don't think I've no? ever seen it. Space balls. I, it. I love Mel Brooks. So. That was the combination on Mel Brooks's luggage in space balls. One two three four five. So that's what an idiot would have on his luggage. It turns out that's what it is. Uh, Netflix is originally, or officially, I should say, winding down the business that helped make it a household name. This fall, the streaming giant will officially say goodbye to its DVD rental service. Oh, that's how, that's how I started on Netflix. All of the red envelopes that made it possible. December, right. excuse me, September 29, 2023, we'll send out the last red envelope, the company tweeted. It has been a true pleasure to honor to deliver movie nights to our wonderful members for 25 okay. years. So did you hear the story Mason told last week about Netflix? Blockbuster, when we all used to go to Blockbuster, had a chance to buy Netflix in 2000 for like $50 million. And wow. now it's worth billions. And ne- and Blockbuster said, "No, people are, people love coming to our store and browsing the titles. We'll we'll stay in our lane." There's one, one Blockbuster left. left in Oregon as Bend a no- Oregon. as a novelty. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and Netflix is like one of the most successful companies of all Where time. Where am I going to get my Sour Patch Kids? I got to go to the Blockbuster. I used to love to go to Blockbuster. Yeah, I did it too. Was fun. Like, I did too. Knock it, stuff out. It was super fun, but it's not as much fun as just turning on your TV and picking and whatever nothing. you want. All right, so here's a good Blockbuster story. Have you guys ever seen the movie The Holiday with Kate Winslet and Cameron Diaz? No. Okay, so it's 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 a very good Christmas movie. Basically, it's two girls who don't know each other. To decide to swap houses this was before a airbnb but they okay. decide to do a house swap kate winslet lives in england in the country and she has a cottage and cameron diaz has a big mansion in beverly hills so that both sounds good to the other one and they switch houses for three weeks and so there's a scene where jack black and kate winslet are looking at movies in blockbuster and Jack Black, who works in the movie business, is explaining what Kate Winslet should rent. And Dustin Hoffman is in Blockbuster. He goes, he goes, you should rent The Graduate. Great score. <laughs> and and Hoffman, they cut away to Hoffman. And he sh- starts shaking his head and he goes, can't go anywhere. <laughs> and that was his cameo. The way I always, I had a thing where I used to listen to director DVDs all the time. Uh-huh. So that was directed by a woman named Nancy Myers who makes a lot of movies. And Nancy said, she, Nancy, this is only in L.A., they they had commandeered, they had rented a Blockbuster in Brentwood to shoot at like 10 o'clock at night, 
And when Nancy went over to start setting up, Dustin was in the blockbuster. Renting a movie? Yes. <laughs> and she knew him. And she said, can I just get you to, I'm just going to shoot you stand in the aisle, look at the camera, go, I can't go anywhere. He goes, sure. And that's now it's awesome. that's in the movie. That's terrific. Yeah. Mace joining us right here, which means it's officially time for a little super crosstalk. Okay. Okay. Woo, 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 woo. All right. So if you're just uh, getting in your car. Two holes. Or whatever. We'll, we'll get Two to the holes, holes conversation in a sec. Yeah. Uh, no Kawhi Leonard tonight for the Clippers. I'm disappointed, the man. The Clippers have been giving the Suns everything they can yeah, handle. Yeah, they're a great series. And, and it's because Kawhi's been awesome. And, but, by the I'm way, glad you, they load management uh, managed them all year That's what long. I just said so, to you a second so ago. We were just, we, you, weren't, you weren't here, but what do you think? If you were Ballmer and you have more money than any owner in the NBA, you can yeah. kind of do whatever you want. Would you bring the same group back if they get swept out 4-1 in this series? Uh, It'd be the I, fifth year of Paul George and Kawhi. Yeah, I mean, clearly the experiment's not going to work. I, you know, probably it works when they're healthy, but they're just never healthy. Yeah, probably you take another run at it. Probably I, Why? maybe well because it maybe your only move. Like, let's talk about. Yeah, I, I don't know what the other. Yeah, move contractually, is. I don't know. I don't what know the what the other is. move is. Yeah, yeah. But so Kawhi would be very true. You're betting on the thing that has never happened is finally no, happening. There are no superstars available this summer. I, I, in free I'm agency. not saying that there's a better option that's very obvious. I'm saying that at some point it is what it is. And you got to try something different. This is not unlike Lob City, you know, what a generation ago. Right. When you had those three guys, they were good, but they clearly but they weren't were good enough. They were always there, and they just weren't good enough to win. But it's the same. But you can sell yourself on the, well, they haven't been available. Emily and I had this argument the other day. This, well, they're only not good because he's not there. What difference does it make? If he's not there, he's not there. That's, I, I, that's fair. I don't understand why saying, well, it's only, we're only lose because he never plays. Who, who gives a damn? He so, doesn't play. You asked me, Trav, a question earlier. You said, is there yeah. anybody? You were talking about Anthony Davis. Right. And you guys are, I know, were very down on Anthony Davis after last night. Were you not? Yeah. Um, no, he was terrible last well, night. Well, here's, here's my counter to it. Can I set it up again, John? Just yeah, so people yeah, know absolutely. what we're talking about? Yeah. So I think one of the reasons that Laker fans, and I'm putting myself in this group, get so frustrated with Davis specifically is because of the, 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 the gap between the best version of him and not the injured version, but the version the version we saw last night where he's passive, he doesn't he's not particularly aggressive, and he doesn't impact the game in a meme. Not that he plays bad. Everybody has games where they play bad, but it's almost like he's not even there. And that this is a guy that frequently is talked about as one of the best players in the game, who also frequently is talked about like zero impact. And I was struggling to come up with other guys that have best player in the league ceilings and what the hell's going on with that guy floors. Um Okay, so I I question your use of the term zero impact, and here's why. You guys are only looking at the offensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Anthony Davis yeah, has five five blocks, 12 yeah, yeah. block shots mm-hmm. in two games. Mm-hmm. 12. Seven in game one, five in game two. The last time a Laker had that many blocks while scoring double figures in both games with Shaq. That's how far back you have to go to that. So I would argue that he's been the heart of the Lakers defensively. And here's the rub offensively. He's getting doubled and sometimes tripled every time he touches the ball, especially in game two. So if you're him, you have to make a decision. Do I fight through it and shoot it anyway, which is what he kind of decided to do last night, and go four for 14? Or why is he not drawing more fouls? Or do yeah. I or do I throw it out to guys like Hachimura and Reeves who are hot in game one and mm-hmm. in Russell um and let not them Russell. and let them take <laughs> open shots? 
I, I don't know the answer as to what he should do offensively. They need to figure that out. But I'm not down. Guys, I'm not down on the Lakers at all. I mean, you guys sent it today like you were almost. Oh, no, they split. I mean, that's you were almost you talking about a funeral. I mean, I think it's fair because, Trav, you always say context. They didn't look good last night, but. I, I still winning titles, guys, is hard. It's super hard. I've so, been to I've been to eight finals. Um, it is it's every year. There was one year where the Lakers kind of just trounced everybody. It was two thousand one. Mm-hmm. They went fifteen and one. That's right. The one loss was Philly. when Iverson dropped mm-hmm. forty eight on him in game one of the finals. Alan and I were talking about. I think Al and I both believe that the Lakers are still going to win this series. Yes. But what I was but so disappointed. What I was going to say, Travis, there yeah. is one game. In every one sure. of those eight finals runs I've been to that looked like last night. Uh, and and that's fair. But my point wasn't that they're dead in the water and they lose the series. Right. My point was you had a chance to do what you just described, John, which doesn't happen very often, which is give yourself a relatively smooth path to the next round. Fair enough. Right. To go oh. through and play fewer Especially games. Especially with no job. That's the key. Their best that's players out. Okay, yeah. so here's another thing that I don't think gets talked about enough on shows like ours. Um, Trev, you made the point. And I think most fans come to the conclusion you came to that part of that is coaching. Mm-hmm. That that Darvin Ham needs to prepare them. Guys, do me a favor. Go back and watch the most recent episode of Backstage Lakers. It aired last night. It has Darvin in the locker room after game one. They let the backstage Lakers cameras go mm-hmm. in the locker room before the media ever gets in there. So Darvin comes out and he goes, Guys, humble in victory. I know we just won this game, but I'm telling you, we didn't come here to just win one game. Put all of your focus on game two. You need to forget what just – he did, Trav, everything you said he should do. Mm-hmm. If he does that, and that's his message, and you can watch it. I mean, he, he teaches – and and LeBron speaks up. He goes, he goes, humble, people, humble. That's one. It's only one. They had the right mentality. Where, where's the disconnect? Where he goes, okay. The, I'm going to tell you where. The message to the performance – Something disconnected. Here's here's where because the, the here's the, where it was the urgency the the what what's the word the desperation that Memphis clearly opened the game with the That's Lakers it. could their, not their match quotes it. we came out lethargic in the first quarter first quarter they got best of us they came out and punched us in the mouth for, first and we didn't respond well so well what I would say is if I told you guys that if you don't do a good show tomorrow that. Your run at ESPN LA is over. Oh man! You basically your season is done. Isn't it a seven oh, game series? Don't we get seven games with Amanda's other people? This is Amanda's idea. I've by been the in way. that office yeah. before. Yeah, and 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 I they said, but if you guys don't put on a great show tomorrow, we're just going to try something else. Yeah, wasn't that kind of what Memphis was facing? If they sure. would have lost that game last night, they could come back. But to go down, no, eighty-two the series would have been over. And yeah, series two home games would have been over. Yeah. Yeah. Been over. Yeah, so, been over. so I knew they were coming out desperate, sure. and I knew Tyus Jones. And you know, Michael was talking about game but isn't in the that refrigerator the point and that desperation. You know, he didn't put the game in the refrigerator. He put the game in the fridge in the pregame. In the pregame, he was in the fridge. That doesn't count. And uh, and Lakers he, he, he's abusing the refrigerator. Yeah, but. Um, I, so I knew Memphis was going to come out with a, a huge sense of desperation. That's why John Conchar blocked AD twice. I mean, it, it's just they were they were basically saying we're it we're not going to we're not going to die. Season. You have to kill us, and the Lakers couldn't kill them. So now now we go to game three. But I I'm I'm very d- despite my tone for most of the game last night, which was <laughs> well just yeah you were very m- depressed morose. Last night. Yeah, John. well, so me and Billy Mack both were like 
have we ever wanted the Lakers to win a playoff game more than this? We don't want to come back. That's here. the whole point that I was talking yeah. about all day. It was this. It was sitting right there. Yeah. Their best player wasn't there. Stephen Adams isn't it there. Doesn't happen the often Brandon in the playoffs where there. everything lined your way. Th- yeah. This was the one that if you said create a scenario where you can grab it, it was that, and they didn't. But That's look at why all the other, look the at all the other series. I think there's only two of them where one team's up 2-0. Boston I, and Nuggets. Den- Denver. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody else is. You know, this is the Lakers aren't in trouble yet. Now, if they lose Saturday, I'll have a different tune when I see you guys. Well, on. I don't think they win the series. Game threes, you know, seventy-three percent of the time, the team that wins Game Three wins the series. Right, and 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 the Lakers get it here. Yeah. I'm I'm still very high on them. Okay, so we want to Mason and I want to do something with you guys, uh, Emily um, and Taylor. You're part of this too. So, did you guys see the story about Robert Griffin the Third casted? an entire movie of the Jalen Hurts story, okay. and he picked every actor in that, it, that who would be in it, and it was pretty good. Shamar yeah. Moore played Jalen Hurts, right. yes? So I can't remember who he picked to, to play Jalen Hurts. They look Hurts. exactly like. But I, no, he picked Michael B. Jordan to, pick, okay. to play Jalen Hurts. Okay. Shamar Moore right. better. So okay. Mason and I took that, took that idea, and decided to completely cast ESPN LA the movie. Okay. All right? So we each have different cast so oh. we're gonna we're gonna do our whole cast later okay but we wanted to do your show while you were here <laughs> yes, okay I like now it. okay so my goal was just to let the four of you know was to cast somebody who could play you that i think would be a good representation but also somebody that you you would approve of i'm yeah, not okay i'm not going for a joke here i'm not okay so, <laughs> so i ended up with a joke <laughs> okay yeah. all right that was my my yeah. philosophy all so, right so you guys can vote yes no or you're out of your mind start with or, taylor and work your right. way up. okay taylor for you I picked John Krasinski. What do you think? Oh, that's great. I'll take it. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's All right. flattering. Yeah. Okay, Mace, who would you pick for Taylor? I picked Nicholas Braun, who plays Cousin Greg Also, Also pretty good. Let me look him up real quick. Yeah, yeah. you know, he's hands, handsome. He's very tall. Handsome and... Uh, only speaks up when. That's why I yeah. like that. That's yeah. why. That's I like actually. That. I I might like yours. I I do a little better. for that reason that Nicholas Braun's character, at least okay. in Succession, is very soft spoken. Okay. We asked Greg to do it too. Greg, who'd you pick for Taylor? For Taylor, I have Miles Teller. Oh, that's Kawhi. okay. He has oh, the wow. the, the, yeah. the stash Mason. now. Not not <laughs> tall enough, maybe. But it, it's not all about the height. Okay. So yeah, who, but but he's six foot five. So, it's got to be somebody so, taller. Well, no, right. he, he can project taller. All right. So ta- <laughs> Taylor, <laughs> Taylor, <laughs> if you if we give you the last word and you get to pick between Nicholas Braun, John Krasinski, and Miles Teller, who are you taking? I think this Braun guy looks pretty good. Okay. So yeah. Nicholas Braun. All right. There so you Mace, go. you get the you get the first nice. casted role. Nice. All right. M, for you, I. This skew's a little bit older than you are, but she's pretty perfect for you, and I think you'll like it. Maybe not. I picked Amy Schumer. What do you think? I like Amy Schumer a lot. She's yeah, great. Do you think she yeah. could play you a little? She's a little older than you, yeah, but I think could pull it off. I think it could work. Yeah. All right, uh, Mace, who do you got for Emily? Uh, I cast Ellie Kemper. Do you know who Ellie Kemper is? <laughs> I love Ellie Kemper. Ellie is Kemper that from was, The Office? Yeah, no, yeah, from Late, The Office. Later years. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She plays yeah. Aaron. Aaron, yeah, 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 yeah. she's good. She's uh, Greg, who do, you, who do you have for Emily? There's also the Kimmy Schmidt, right? Wasn't she Kimmy yeah, Schmidt? Yes, she was. Yes. So for Emily, I have Amy Poehler. Amy okay. Poehler, very older. funny. Not it's not a lot. She's in her forties, right? But so is uh, so is who you had. Amy Schumer's in her forties yeah. too. Yeah, forty-one. Yeah. So they would have to. She'd have to play younger. Em, if yeah. you if you're presented with those three choices, who would you pick? I think Amy Schumer. She has more edge. Yeah. Okay. So I like okay. the Amy Schumer. Good. So okay. That's you. All right. I agree with both uh, of their choices all right. so far. Slee. Yeah. For you, I I hope you know who this is. Okay. I picked Cal Penn. He's a little. <laughs> he's a little bit. A salute to your heritage. He's kind of funny but subtle dry 
Yeah. Okay. Kind of like Slee. All right. Um, what, do you, what do you think of that initially? That's okay. I'm all right, Cal all right. Penn. Uh, Mace, who you got for Slee? Okay. I had to, I had to look him up. A though. little bit more. Obs- he has a show called Rami. Okay. I don't know if you've oh, seen Oh, I saw this. that. I saw the show. Rami Youssef. If you clean him up, shave his head. Rami no Solid. The show's pretty good, too. Yeah. All right. Uh, Bergman, who you got for Slee? So I went, with, I went with. I went with. Than me. <laughs> so I went with uh, Kumail Nanjiani. Who is very, is he very the Big funny. Big Bang Theory guy? Big Do Bang Theory. He's also Played in. Played Raj on the Big Bang Theory? Kumail yeah. Nanjani. Nanjani, very, yeah. He's very, very funny. He's, he has a dry way, sense of by humor. Obviously, workout fanatic. Yeah. Like, like, very strong. Like super cut. He played a he's in the Marvel. Though. He's yeah, in the Marvel yeah. universe now. Yeah, that's the same guy from Big Bang Theory. Yes, Boy, yeah. he changed his body completely. Right. Completely. You, you see him, Slee? Okay, I'm uh, looking for him yeah, right Kumail now. K U M A I L N A N J. That's him right there. All right, I'll go Rami. Rami. Okay, yeah. there you go. Um, I'm not right. doing very well with this. Trav, yeah, you were the hardest. Um, I wanted because there aren't a lot of actors that are your size. <laughs> Okay. Get ready. Okay. No, no, no. So, um, the the I I kind of is rough to hear. No, but I well at first at first Brendan Fraser from the Whale. No, no, no. They, he's, he's 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 too big for you. But at first I I was gonna go Kevin James, but he's okay. not tall enough. Kevin James yeah, he, is pretty good, but he's not. What is he? I'm a lot taller than him, yeah. right? So yeah. I went with Jason Siegel. He's six oh, four. He's I'll a good that. athlete. Yep. Yeah, he's kind of got your sense of humor. Yeah, what do you think? I I, I like that a lot. All okay. right, Mason, yeah. you got for Trav. Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like now, that. Look, that's look not at bad. Larry the Cable that's Guy. Not bad. I actually like that. That's kind Emily. Of what do you in think of that? Ballpark. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of this in would the be ballpark. very interesting group. Uh, yeah. I, what, Trav? What, what's your reaction to Larry the Cable well, Guy? Well, I, I don't love it. Okay. <laughs> Let's just say. You'd be hit with the kids. He was I, mater in I, the cars. I, yeah, I, I don't love Larry the Cable Guy for a variety of reasons. <laughs> okay. But uh, Jason Siegel, I, I right, we prefer. Got one, we got one got more. One more uh, Greg, go. who do you got for Trav? So the last one, I so I by the way, I did all of this with Amanda. She did it in my entire thing with us. So okay. me and Amanda combined <laughs> so jo- came with Joint this. suggestion. Yes, exactly. And so, Travis, we went with Vince Vaughn. Tall, oh, yeah. like a father Vince figure Vaughn. type. Don't even think twice. That that's a, <laughs> yeah, great, that's a win for you. Yeah, yeah that's that's a great that. one. As compared to Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would say so. But between Jason Siegel and Vince Vaughn, who would you pick? I think Jason Siegel is more of my personality than right. Vince Vaughn, but I He's prefer funny. I prefer the Vince Vaughn yeah. comparison. Uh, I stand by Larry the Cable Guy. I, can see I don't hate that, by the way. All right, the um, yeah. So we'll do we'll reveal. We've got him for our show. We've That's got a good him. Idea. We've really got good him idea. for uh, Sonano and Cap. We've got we've each got one for Amanda. Do you do we, yourselves? Yes. Yes, we okay. do ourselves. We do ourselves, right. and we will do them all b- between now and four o'clock. <laughs> yeah, that's Larry yes. the Cable Guy. What 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 is it most about Larry the Cable Guy that who, strikes you? By the way, who you? would you pick if I said you cast yourself? Would you just somebody come to mind, or would you have to think about? Uh, it? You know, it's, I saw this on Twitter the other day. Somebody put a picture uh, next to uh, next to me and this particular famous comedian, mm-hmm. and there is a strong resemblance. Who is that? Bert Kreischer. I don't know who Bert? that is. So Bert Kreischer is a Gotta well-known comedian, and he's he's got a beard like mine. He's heavy like I am, and he's a comedian. So I, I, I'm not super familiar with his comedy, but that one, he's funny. He, he looks a lot like, there. right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah there. Show Ireland. 
That's Burt Kreischer. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think that Bert, I'm not really a shirtless type of guy. <laughs> well, but, as I yeah. found, see, I offered you 100 bucks just to take off your shirt. Not happening. Yeah. And Mace like did the whole full Monty. I know and, he did. Yeah. For bucks. And Mace is a much braver man than me. <laughs> who's who's in much no. better shape right, than I am. By, by the way, just I have to make a quick adjustment. Kamel Nanjiani was not on Big Bang Theory. So he was he was on Silicon Valley. Kunal Nayar was on Big Bang Theory. Okay, so we got those guys. See, if we let you cast yourself, would you go with the one of our choices, or would you pick somebody else? That's a good question. Never really thought about that. Um, well, well, you can think about it unless it's tomorrow. But we, uh, it, it, let me think about it. Yeah, can I throw yeah. my hat in the ring for Slee's character? Yeah, because yeah. I we, we've kind of dabbled this is, in this, this before because the resemblance is really strong. Yeah, Stanley Tucci. Oh, Stanley Tucci's good. Yeah, no, he's a lot older. He's than older Stanley. than Al. I, I he's have probably a, sixty. I have a a friend who's a dead ringer for Stanley Tucci. So much so yeah. that people walk up and and. <laughs> Treat him like Stanley. <laughs> Ask him about Sleaze good too, Italian wrestling. He's too young, much younger. But they, yeah. there's a strong, there's a Tucci vibe coming at me across Big the table. Tucci no vibe. Tucci Larry vibe. the cable guy. How dare you? I, I actually think it works. <laughs> I, it's not. It's not but far off. Larry the cable guy's a redneck. Yeah, but he didn't have to be. <laughs> yeah, no, he he can play. Orange County. Danny. Certain I think that it's the, the resemblance I don't like, but the, <laughs> the, he'd, be the, the he'd be the funniest guy on the show. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe. I don't know. I'll take Jason Siegel. All right, there you the, go. Larry the kid. I gotta go get on a treadmill. I said you weren't gonna like it. <laughs> you were right. Yes. Super crosstalk is coming up. Uh, I should say we just did Super Crosstalk, powered by In-N-Out Burger. Something's That's what Hamburger is all about. And more uh, Larry the Cable Guy insults after that. See you tomorrow. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.